Hey guys, welcome back to Better From The Ground Up. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the ROI process. So we're just going to walk you through what it looks like to work with us one-on-one and the process we use to improve your yields and ROI. Every morning when you get up, you run up the flag that says balanced nutrition, and you salute it every morning. That's what I'm here to do today. That's my strategy. There's no magic program for everybody. It's about identifying what's most limiting and fixing it. So it's amazing what the crop can do when your nutrition is squared away and everything's good and adequate and balanced. Hey guys, this is Cody Goins. Okay, so today, like I said, we are going to walk you through the process of how we walk through improving yields and ROI with a customer. So there's a lot of things that we're going to do in the beginning. We need to um, do do as much background information as we can into your farming operation. We have to know what your goals are. We have to know where you're farming. Um, we have to get as much data as we can to help you the best that we can. So if you work with us, you're going to notice that we ask a lot of questions, um, and we feel that it's a pretty big red flag if you're working with somebody and they don't ask many questions. Um, you can't possibly have a solution to something before you know what the problem is. So what we're going to try to get to is what's the biggest problem on your farming operation, i.e. what's the most limiting factor, right? Uh, And that could be a lot of different things. So the first thing that we're generally going to start with is soil biology. So the first thing that we're generally going to get started with, um, with one one one-on-one customer type situation is soil biology. Uh, We want to dig into the background of your farming operation. Um, Are you conventional tillage? Are you no-till? What kind of crops do you grow? What geography are you in? Have you ever used biological products before? All that kind of stuff. So we're going to try to get a baseline feel for how how good or bad is your soil microbiology. And um, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to offer a soil microbiology assessment via microscope analysis. And that is just going to be the baseline, um, baseline tool that we use to measure your biology and where you're at. So we want to know if your biology is is great, if it's just decent, if it's poor, um, or if it's in really bad shape. We need to know that because that has everything to do with plant health and nutrient availability. So we want to look at that. We would like to measure that um, via microscope, like I mentioned. You would send soil samples to us. We'll measure all the biology. We'll give you back a report that shows here's your populations of bacteria, here's your populations of fungi and protozoa nematodes, here's what all this means, um, and wherever the weaknesses are, here's what we can do about that. Here's some options in how we can correct that problem. And different geographies and farming types are going to have different options of how to address things. Um, there's no one way that we can give to everybody um, to fix a problem. So we're going to have a very customized approach based on where you're at in the world um, and your farming methods or your application methods rather. So once we go through the biology and we establish where you're at and what we need to work on and how we can work on it, then we're going to move into um, more like hybrid selection, variety selection, seed treatments, things like that. We're going to talk a little bit about, okay, what are we growing? Um, What kind of seed are we using? What kind of seed treatment are we using? So the goal with this is to make sure that we are not missing out on any kind of root health, um, which is going to lead to plant health in general. So we want to make sure that the foundation is solid and the two biggest foundational pieces that we are going to harp on is going to be the soil biology and the root health. So soil biology has a big impact on root health, but before that comes down to seed treatment. So if you're a conventional farmer and you're using treated seed, we have to know 
what treatment are you using? We want to evaluate that label with you. We want to show you exactly where the ingredients you're using are at an adequate rate, um, at a full rate to control all diseases that they're listed to control, and where some things may be cut rate. So the problem, a big problem in agriculture is cut rate seed treatments, okay? There's a lot of seed treatments on the market that have very sublethal doses, and that is a huge problem. Sublethal doses of, of fungicides and insecticide perform worse than untreated seed. So it's very important to understand that, and we can walk you through that. It's foundational. If you have root health issues, if you have pythium or fusarium or rhizoctonia, if you have nematode issues, SCN, there's so many different issues that we, the rest of our system is not going to work as well, um, and nobody's products are going to work as well if you don't have healthy roots. Um, and you, you don't just get to walk out in the field and say, oh, oh the above-ground portion of my plants look good and they're healthy, um, so my roots must be healthy. It's not that simple. We're a lot more in-depth than that. Um, we, we look for the earliest signs um, of any disease pressure. So we're, we're going to go through seed treatments, very in-depth. We have to walk through that. So once we have good soil biology established um, or a method established of how we're going to improve the soil biology to get it where it needs to be, and we have the, uh, the seed treatment issue um, worked out and we're sure that you're using a solid seed treatment, then we are going to move into things like soil samples. So soil sampling, we will run through with you. We want to look at soil samples that you have. We want to look at the pH, the P, the K, the base saturations, all that fun stuff. Um, so that's something that we're going to do. We don't take that um, as the gospel. That's just an indication. So the pH is, is good for us to know. Your phosphorus levels are good to know. Your potassium and magnesium and calcium levels are all important for us to look at. Um, a lot of the micronutrients on the soil test um, are going to be worth nothing to us because a lot of the micronutrient soil tests are, are so poorly correlated with our tissue sample results that there's no point in wasting our time looking at them or using them to make guesses. So we are there's certain things we are going to look for. Um, to, to try to predict nutrient availability. We can generally look at a soil test and say, okay, um, this is for sure a problem. You know, this kind of a level here is an issue. Um, sometimes we can look at a level and say, hey, this may or may not be an issue. So all I'm trying to all I'm trying to convey is that we will look through the soil sample with you, um, but it's not something that we're going to make our decisions based on. It's just an indicator and something we can use to kind of predict um, you know, where we're going to have issues, uh, where we need to work for sure. Um, and some things we're not going to know until we tissue sample. So moving right into that, um, after the soil sampling um, analysis, we look over the soil sample results with you. We talk through that. Then um, we're going to get into tissue sampling. So with the tissue sampling, this is what's actually going to tell us what nutrients are most limiting, okay? So we are going to use your soil sample and your biology sample, and, and looking at those two things together, we can do a lot more predicting what nutrients we're going to struggle with and which ones we're going to be in good shape with um, when we overlay those two pieces of information. If you just have a soil sample uh, and you don't have any biology to compare to it, you're, you're, you don't have much information on nutrient availability. Um, but 
pairing the the soil sample and the soil biology sample together is going to give us a lot more ammunition to make predictions about which nutrients we're going to struggle with and which ones we're not. So tissue sampling, it's important to understand that we, we don't have to go pull 6 million tissue samples. We just need to get a handful of tissue samples in really good conditions. So we're going to walk you through how to tissue sample. We're going to send you a guide. Hey, based on the crop that you're growing, here's a guide with pictures and instructions of when to pull the samples, how to pull the samples, where to mail them to. Um, Most likely you'll be able to send them under our account and you won't even be charged for the tissue sample. You'll just pay to ship it and that's all. So if you are going to work with us, we are we have got to have at least some tissue samples as part of our process. So the tissue sample is going to tell us what is actually in the plant, okay? And we're going to do this in good growing conditions. We're not going to go pull a tissue sample when the crop is extremely stressed. That's going to show us multiple deficiencies, some of which are kind of false red flags, not anything that we can do about it, um, and not a real result. Um, on the flip side, we pull these samples in good conditions when the crops are happy. And if if a plant can't get a certain nutrient or two or three in really good conditions, that's when we're going to say, hey, this is going to pay us to step in and intervene and, and correct this problem, whether we do it with biology or fertilizer. Um, you know, different scenarios call for different um, responses, but we have to have a tissue sample to tell us what nutrients are most limiting. So our tissue sampling system is the number one thing that we are going to use to improve yields. The biology, like I said, is foundational. The seed treatments and root health is is also part of that foundation, and that has to be solid. But as far as us making making big decisions on fertility, biology, foliar products, and things like that, it's the tissue sample. Um, And we have a way of doing these tissue samples um, that that is much different than what most people are doing. Um, and we'll go into depth with that one-on-one with our customers. Um, but, but we don't just go pull a sample at any given time, um, and use the labs numbers. Uh, we have our own database that we have access, uh, that we have access to use with Paul. He developed it. Um, and we'll talk about that in a later episode, but, um, we're going to use that to determine what's most limiting, and we're going to tell you exactly what to do about it. So when you send a tissue sample in, we'll send you a result that says, here's your numbers, here's what's most limiting, and here's what's second most limiting, and here's what's third most limiting, and here's exactly what you do about it. Um, so another thing that we bring to the table is those recommendations. It's great to know when you have a deficiency, uh, but if you don't know how to fix it, that's a problem. And this stuff is not as easy as just pick a product off the shelf, look at their label um, at their, and their recommended use rate and go do it. it. It's just not that easy. Different crops, um, there's different strategies for every nutrient. There's a strategy for nitrogen management and how to improve it if, if it's a problem. There's a strategy for phosphorus management and how to improve it if it's a problem. There's a strategy for iron management and how to improve it if it's a problem. There's a strategy for boron management and how to improve it if it's a problem. Um, and the reason I keep saying if it's a problem is we also, we were very, very much, um, of the opinion that we don't spend money on nutrients that are not a problem. If you're already at 90% or higher of the value that we want you to be at on a nutrient, not only are we going to tell you not to apply that nutrient or to purchase that nutrient, uh, we're going to tell you that you're going to cause a problem if you do. So this is just as much about what not to do as it is about what to do. So 
just understand that um, this is a this is a very it's a complex project. There's a lot of moving parts, um, and it's not it's not easy. Um, if it was easy, everybody would do it, and everybody'd be growing extremely high yields. Um, but it's not, so we have to pay attention to details. Um, so that being said, um, we are able to provide our customers with the strategies for each nutrient. We already know what works. We know what doesn't work. Some nutrients, there's three or four different ways you can tackle them. Some of them, there's literally only one way that you can address the deficiency in season. Um, and you have to know that. So that's something that we have learned um, over over time. We've learned so much from working with our mentors. I've learned a lot about biology, obviously, um, with Dr. Ingham and uh, her classes. And I've learned so much about um, nutrient management um, and balancing with Paul Bodenstein and, and working with Randy Dowdy and David Hula. Um, so we we have a lot of information on that. So as far as the season goes, like I said, we start with soil biology sampling. We, we establish where we're at and what we're going to do to make improvements if we need to. We go into root health and seed treatments. Um, we go down that rabbit hole, and we have to make sure that that's solid and that you're using a full-rate seed treatment or, frankly, nothing at all. Um, it, that'd be better than a cut-rate treatment. Then we're going to look at soil samples, and we're going to talk through those. We'll make recommendations um, as far as fertilizer goes. Whether you're broadcast, VRT, strip till, whatever, um, we've got recommendations um, for, for all styles. Um, and then we get into the tissue sampling, which is really um, the meat of it um, and something that's extremely important for us to do. So after we um, go through a season where we have the tissue samples um, in season, we make recommendations, you make applications based on those recommendations, then obviously it's it's the time for the moment of truth, right? The combine's going to go through it. You're going to check the yield. You're going to look at how much money did you spend, how much of a yield increase did you get. Um, obviously, you have to get a return on investment. There's no point in gaining 10 bushels if it costs you every bit of that just to gain it. Um, so we understand that you have to get a return on your investment. And um, that is one reason that we go through a whole system and you don't just pick a product. So it's important to understand that products by themselves don't increase yields, okay? You get flyers and you have salesmen come by all the time that want to show you their little sheet. Oh, look at this product. Um, you know, it, this product does this, 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 and this. And on average, uh, it's got an 80% win rate and it gives us a 7.3 bushel increase. Um, and, and that's what they say. And um, I don't really know how to put it politely, but I'll try to. But that, it's just, that's a total load of crap. But that is not how this works. You do not just add something and gain yield. The only way you gain yield is by removing uh, most limiting factors. So please understand that we, when people ask us for yield data, um, we handle things a lot differently uh, because yield is not something you can just add to. You can't go out and just, if, if you made an application of a product and got a yield increase, it addressed a most limiting factor, period. Sometimes you get lucky and that happens, but most times you you um, you take somebody's word for something, you try it, and you go, well, I didn't get anything out of that. Um, so, you know, there's a reason that that happens, and it, and it drives us crazy to watch it happen over and over and over and over again um, throughout the country. So 
Um, we can talk more about that in a one-on-one -on -one scenario and explain that more in depth. But, um, but please understand that raising yield is a very complex project. You do not just get to go pick a magic product or two and throw it out there once or twice and gain 10 or 15 bushels. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so, um, before I get too far off um, on a rant there, I'll, I'll try to wrap that back up. So there's strategies for every nutrient. We're going to go through those. You're going to measure the yield at the end of the year and track your ROI, obviously. Um, and then we're going to look at what did we do right um, and what do we need to do for next year. So this is a never-ending process. The whole improving yields and making higher ROI and higher yields it's never ending. So once you fix your most limiting factor and, and you address that and you get uh, get that under control, then guess what? Then there's another one to work on. And once you fix the next one, then there's another one. And once you fix that one, then there's another one. It's, it's never ending. Um, so there's only so much time in the day and, and we're not going to push people to continue to spend more money um, and make more applications. That's not the camp that we're in. Um, but there are ways that we can make improvements often, um, often for free, you know, often, oftentimes we don't have to spend any more money per acre, um, to raise our yields than what you're already spending per acre. Um, sometimes there is an increase in cost. Um, but if it provides a return and, and it's worth it, um, then obviously you're going to be confident moving forward with it. So, um, we'll analyze the results. We'll go over all the details and we will make plans for next year. So um, from a 10,000 foot viewpoint, that's our process. That's how we um, that's how we work with our customers. Obviously, there's a lot of other things that we do. Um, we go over all kinds of products with people. We tell them what's in it, what to expect, what not to expect. Um, there's just there's so many things um, to learn. And there's so many things to address. Um, that's our process. And if you guys are interested in learning more, then please reach out to us. Um, get on our website, ROIbiologicals.com. Uh, go to the Contact Us page and send us a message if you are interested in learning more about working with us one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you know, we do a lot of working one-on-one, -on -one and uh, we do a lot with our dealers as well. Our dealers, for the most part, are very educated on our process and our products um, everyone that we have listed as a dealer is going to be very knowledgeable so um, if you're interested just drop us a line uh, shoot us an email uh, hit us up on social media however you want to reach out to us uh, if you're interested please let us know we'd love to help you